Welcome to Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. I went to Laterno University in Longview, Texas for my undergraduate work and a lot of good things there. My degree is in Bible, actually, and minor in missions, and God has used that in a lot of ways. But while I was there, there was also an awful lot of fun things that happened. Just some things that we did with some of the rodeo stuff that we did while I was there. I was the president of the rodeo club, and we had a lot of fun with that. And also just with friends. And you know how college guys can get kind of crazy and the contests of all sorts. And one of the things that went on for some time in one of my dorms, it was kind of an ongoing sort of battle. We kind of had teams, had sides, and it was water wars, really. And water was the ammunition that we used. And at certain times of the day, you had to really be careful going down the hallway because you could get ambushed with either a squirt gun or a glass of water or something like that. It was all good, harmless fun, and we all enjoyed it uh, a, a lot. Then we would always have kind of a truce because we had schoolwork to do. We had to get homework done. And so usually there would be a time they would say, okay, you know, it, the, the there's a truce at seven o'clock or whatever time it would be. And the truce ends then at 11 o'clock or, or again, however we would plan it. And everybody honored that. And we all did our schoolwork and uh, different guys, different teams would be working on same projects together and everything. I remember one time uh, there had been probably a week's worth of really strong water wars going on. We called for a truce one night and everybody was doing their work just before the truce was off. I went into a friend's room and he happened to be on the other side right then. And they had decided, he and his roommate had decided they were going to play things safe. And instead of running into the bathroom to get the water that we needed for our water wars, they decided that they would get a big bucket. And it was probably about a 20-gallon container, maybe a little bit bigger than that. They filled it up and kept it in the room. And that way they didn't have to go and get waylaid in the hallway, going to get water for the water wars or whatever else. And it looked like a good idea. And it had worked for a couple of days for them. They were not getting ambushed or anything like that. Now you understand, this is, you know, these are all, you know, 19 to 20 year old guys doing all this. And they were very, very happy with their plan. And so just before the truce was off for the night, I went into the room. I had one class with Dave and we were going over some stuff. Then I finally looked at the watch and said, well, looks like it's 11 o'clock. Looks like time for the truce to be off. Dave and his roommate said, yeah, I guess so. And so with that, I turned and I kicked over their bucket of water. <laughs> and that water went everywhere. They screamed, they yelled, they called me all sorts of things. I went running out of the room laughing my head off. For once, I felt like I'd gotten the upper hand. 
afterwards, Dave said, he said, I couldn't figure out why you were in our room right then. Although you know, we did have that one class together, but it, and it wasn't anything important. And so I couldn't figure out what you were doing. And he said, as soon as you kicked that can of water, I knew exactly what it was. <laughs> it took them about 30 minutes to mop everything up and get all the water cleaned off. I was a marked man for several days after that. Another thing that we did was we had some people who would try to block their doors and not let anybody in. And again, with water wars, almost anything was, was fair game. And we finally figured out a way how to get in the doors. We would actually take like um, a, something you pick trash up in, like a, a dust pan sort of thing. And lean it against the bottom of the door where there's a little bitty crack and then pour water in that dustpan and then it would just send it underneath the door and we would do that at night they would wake up in the morning and have like uh, half an inch of water on their floor it sounds mean it probably was mean but it probably happened to all of us at one time or other we didn't do anything really destructive to the building we all cleaned it up we always kept it clean but there were quite the water wars going on Letourneau uh, University is largely a school for engineering, although they have other things and now they've gone beyond that, but they were especially noted for engineering. And so it was predominantly a male school at the time. There were maybe uh, 100, uh, 120 co-eds at the time I was there, but mostly guys. And so different things we would do. One of the things, there was a big dining hall and we would all go to the dining hall whenever uh, it was time and for classes or whatever. And I was one of the, I was called a dorm daddy that I was, I was a supervisor in the dorm. One time I remember walking in, I'd just gotten out of whatever class it was, got my meal and there was a whole table of guys, all of them from my floor. And they all called me over and said, Jim, Jim, come on over here. And so I went over there. These are all my friends. And I, there was one chair left at this whole table, probably 32, 36 guys sitting all up and down this long table. I put my tray down. I sat down and they all stood up and left. Of course, everybody else in the door in the uh, cafeteria could see that, and everybody was just dying laughing. It, they got me really good on that one. My friend Dave, he was my roommate for a while, and he got me really good one time. Uh, we had gone down to the cafeteria. We just ate as we normally did. We were sitting there talking and everything and I thought everything was fine we're just getting ready to go and a, a group of girls had come in they were sitting at a table not too far away and Dave looks over at me and we we actually picked up our trays we'd gone and put our trays where they were supposed to go and we were headed out and Dave said uh, just a minute Jim I, I want to go over here and I just want to tell Janice how nice I think her hair looks well, I didn't know what was going on. I, I mean, Dave didn't even know Janice. I did, kind of. But I, I'm a good friend and loyal, and so I went over with him there. And I'm standing kind of to the back, and all the girls are looking at Dave, and I'm kind of standing there with my hands in my pocket, a little bit embarrassed for Dave. 
And Dave goes up and he sees Janet and he says, uh, Janice, I just want you to know how nice I think your hair looks tonight. And all the girls at the table are giggling, tee hee hee, you know, they're laughing behind their hands. And I felt really bad for Dave. So we left. He just said goodbye. And I went with him. We walked out, walked all the way back to our dorm. We were on the third floor. We walked up there and I sat down on my bed and I looked down and my zipper on my pants was completely down. And I just looked up at Dave. I said, Dave, tell me you didn't. And he is over there just dying laughing on his bed. He knew the whole time that my zipper was down and he did the whole thing just to embarrass the life out of me in front of those girls. And he was very, very successful at embarrassing me. He didn't want to see Janice at all. He wanted all the girls to see me standing there with my hands in my pocket with my zipper down. There was another time. There was another time that they really got me. It was my birthday. My birthday is in December. And when it's your birthday there at Laterno, you always were very, very cautious because there's a pond in the back, at least there used to be. And it was kind of a habit to take somebody on their birthday and take them down to that pond and throw them in. And I had determined that wasn't going to happen to me. So I was hanging out at my dorm. I wasn't going anywhere. And I got a phone call from my sister, Jane. She was there at the time. And she said, I need you for some help here on the project or something I'm looking at. And she was down at the girl's dorm. And so I went down, little knowing that my sister, Jane, was setting me up big time. And just as I got down to the girl's dorm, I looked one way and there was a whole big group of guys coming around one end of the building, running right towards me. And I knew suddenly I'd been had. And I turned to run and run back to my dorm as fast as I could. And there was another group coming the other direction and I was surrounded. They got me and they grabbed a hold of me they had a little car there, put me in a car, took me down to the pond to throw me in. And I then I said, guys, guys, uh, don't throw me in with my boots because I had a new pair of cowboy boots on. I didn't want to get them all wet. And they said, oh, OK. So they proceeded to take my boots off, then my pants and my shirt. All I left was with my underwear. That was it. They said, there. And you can collect everything at the girls' dorm. And then they proceeded to throw me in. The only good part about the whole thing was that just that they had a hold of me, you know, like ankles and wrists and one, two, three, just as they went, I turned my hand real fast and grabbed the wrist of one of the other guys that was throwing me in. And he came in with me, clothes and all. Now, that was pretty funny. But he took off, the rest of the people took off, and there I was at the far end of the campus in nothing but 
my BVDs. <laughs> and so I didn't know what to do. It's nighttime. So I am sneaking along, going from tree to bush, trying to hide as much as I can. And at the time, there was still a long covered walkway for part of it. Laterno College at the time actually had begun as a an army hospital back in World War II. And so there were a lot of places for people to travel and move wheelchairs and everything. And this covered walkway was one part of that that had not been demolished yet. So I was running through that, going as fast as I could, sneaking along, and finally got to my room. Of course, I didn't go down to get my collect my clothes at the girls. I left that for another time. And I thought the whole episode was over. Everybody had a good laugh. They'd gotten me nice and wet. And then the next morning, I was headed to class. And the wife of one of my friends that I played basketball with came up to me and she said, Jim, was that you I saw last night running across campus in your underwear? And I about died. I couldn't believe it. Well, it turned out somebody had uh, set her, set me up with her, too. It, somebody had told her what had happened, and she hadn't seen anything. She'd been home with Bob that night. But it was really, really embarrassing. I'll tell you what, sometimes you have things like that. You're not sure you ever need enemies because you've got friends that will help you out with anything like that. One of the best pranks that I got in on and helped with was one time we had uh, a great idea for a friend of ours. His name was Doug. Doug was a creature of habit. Every night he would uh, finish his homework somewhere right around 11. He would go in and take a shower and go to bed by 11.30 or so. And, you know, a lot of college guys are night owls. They stay up. I know that I did. I'd always have work that I had to do. But we decided to do something for Doug. One night, we waited till he took his shower, he got into bed, and he went to sleep. Now, the other thing that Doug would do is he always went for breakfast early in the morning. He had a pretty early class, and so he would get up around 6.15 or so. He would actually take another shower and go and be ready for breakfast by 7 or 7.10. And he had to walk down there to the, to the cafeteria in order to do that. So one night after he'd gotten into bed, he fell asleep, and we all knew that he was a hard sleeper. We snuck into his room with his roommate's help, and we changed all the clocks in the room. We were able to change it. He had a wristwatch. We were able to move it, and we changed the time so that it looked like it was 6.15. Now, he had just gotten into bed. He fell asleep at uh, 11.30 or so. And by the time we got everything set, it it was maybe uh, 11.50 or something like that. And everything was ready. And so we set his alarm. And sure enough, 
the alarm went off. Now we have all hidden uh, and we're in our rooms like it's early in the morning. The alarm clock gets uh, goes off. He gets up. He goes back in and takes a shower like he always did, which he had done just about like 30 minutes before. Gets back to his room, gets his clothes on, and heads down to the cafeteria. And later he said, I wondered why it was uh, so quiet, because usually there's a few people, but it, it was dark and it had been getting dark at that time. So he walks all the way down to the cafeteria and he's standing there and it's not open. And he couldn't figure out why it's not open. Usually it's open by this time. And he thought, well, it must be just a little bit early. And he's standing there and one of the campus security came by and they saw him standing there and they said, what are you doing here? And he said, well, I'm waiting for the cafeteria to open up for breakfast. <laughs> the guy looks at him. He said, it's midnight. It's not going to open up for another six and a half hours. And Doug just about died. He knew he'd been had. He walked back to the dorm and we're all there just ready to explode laughing. He was a good sport about it. And he went back to sleep and we had a really good laugh at poor Doug's expense. We had a lot of fun things that we did there at Laterno. There are a couple others I'll tell you about that might really interest you in the days ahead. This is Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. Hope you have great friends to spend time with. Goodbye.